At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Ben Wilson. In for Jeff Parlay on this Tuesday morning. How you doing, Ben? You good? You're doing great, Gil. Yeah. You do- fun fun 24 hours. You had not only double duty yesterday, not only triple duty, you had quadruple duty on the network or in, on and beyond. We had we had we had quintuple duty if you're gonna combine everything. But yeah. What was the quintuple? What was uh, the we fifth do these, uh, we're doing now a lot of short form YouTube stuff here at uh, at, at the oh. network. So that's why I'm so natally clad. I mean, I don't want I didn't want to show up producer number five and eight, Mr. Parlay. This is not my everyday attire, but we do these recordings every day. So yeah. little content for the people at YouTube. Great so you, stuff. You did uh, numbers game. You did primetime action with us yesterday because uh, Kelly was off. And you, we didn't mention this yesterday. You, listen, oh, by the way, on the show today, Todd Wright on hockey, Mark Borchard on Major League Baseball, Drew Densick standing by to talk uh, French Open, basketball, and beyond with us. But you do something that we didn't mention yesterday that should be mentioned. Oh, we'll also talk college baseball later. Um... You do a podcast with Pete Rose, which sort of gets, you know, people sort of take that for granted now, but there was a time in our, in our sports life, in our sports betting sphere here, or arc, I should say, not sphere, that the, the notion of that would be a massive story, and you're the guy who does the podcast with Pete. You do it with him how often? It's it's every day. It's five days a week. Five days a it, week. You hang first, out with Pete Rose. Yeah, the fir- and the first episode we did, like it was the most surreal experience of any 
career thing I've done because I'm sitting there with Pete Rose and we're like, it was, we started, it launched for the, uh, the MLB playoffs last year. So I'm, we get on and I'm just like, I start talking and I'm, th- you know, of course I have the VEASAN background and he just, it's like, yeah, Benny, I like the, uh, I like the over eight and a half tonight. And I'm just like, my mind is just exploding. Like what? what? So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's awesome. And he calls you Benny. Yeah. I love it. He does. All right. he, had the, he had the hurricanes last night. He won't be in a great mood today. So. He won't be in a great mood. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some French Open. Let's talk some basketball. Let's bring him in at Whale underscore Cappers, where you can find him on uh, where you can find him on Twitter. And he does not one but two podcasts: Bet the Edge from NBC Sports, which he does with Sarah Perlman, and of course, the Deep Dive with Andy Molitor, his buddy. It is Drew Densick. How you doing, Drew? Oh, we don't have Drew's audio. Well, that's a problem. Let's see if we can grab Drew. Oh. There you go. Hey, it was on. That was on my end. That my was bad, on your guys. End. Yeah, Trish, just getting back into the swing of things, you know. <laughs> That's all right. Would you like to tell uh, people what you were doing, or was that private? Well, I'm still, yeah, I'm still in Hawaii time, so this uh, is like four four a.m. Uh, my time, but that's okay. The um, just want to ex- extend a, a congratulations to you. You're giving people winners during the French Open. It's been awesome watching it. Uh, I've seen I've seen all your plays. You're you're absolutely killing it, man. Congratulations on a, on an already successful French Open, and thank you. Um, you know, I think. Uh, I don't think things could have broken any more favorably for our girl Iga in the French women's draw at this point. Um, but uh, boy, that was a, a, an exciting first set yesterday, at least. And then, um, yeah, the men's the men's draw it offers so much entertainment from here on in. It's just tough to wrap your mind around. So yeah, um, you know, congratulations but, though. Well, thank you. Let me. It looks like it looks like we're going to drop this Sloan Stevens uh, plus three and a half games, though. It appears that we will give one back here, but that's. That's all right. In the end, it was it was a good tournament. But let's get back to Iga. Let's start there for a second. So Iga plays, uh, faces Kinwen Zhang yesterday, who we have bet on here on this show a few times. She's a really, really promising, good 19-year-old Chinese player who uh, will be really good, it appears, for years to come. And Iga had her on the ropes, not once, not twice, but time and time again during that first set. And ultimately... Zhang won that set. Iga came back, won sets two and three, and is on her way to the quarterfinals. Did you view, did I see that on Twitter you called that the women's final yesterday? Well, yeah, I was being a little tongue-in-cheek, but, um, the, you know, of all of the women's play I've seen so far at the French Open, um, you know, Zhang's was number two, honestly. I thought she was playing, she, she was playing uh, a level of tennis that I think clearly sets her on a path to be a top five player on tour, the way that the tour is currently constituted at least. Um, and I think, uh, you know, this was a breakout tournament for her that I did not see coming. I did not. Um, I certainly didn't think of clay as her surface that she was going to break out. Um, it was going to be pretty tough for her to ultimately win this tournament. If she upset Iga, uh, I admit that like her best win is like what a, a 60 K, um, you know, a 60 K level. So it's, you know, it, to go from that to, um, you know, a slam title is, is a big leap, although we've seen it with Radicanu yeah. recently. Yes. We um, so we shouldn't we shouldn't really be uh, surprised at these sort of things, I guess. Um, but at the same time, I thought, um, you know, her tools and her approach to the game was sort of the perfect foil for what Ega wants to do. Um, Ega tends to prey on. Um, the kind of the lackadaisical, the, you, you know, if you give her an opportunity, she will p- punish you for it. That is sort of the the nature of her game. Um, and, you know, Zhang just does not play that way. Uh, and I thought that uh, going into that match, it was going to be a tough test for her. 
Um, and, you know, at the end of that first set, like one of those players was comfortable and one of those players was pressing and the comfortable player was not Iga Shiantek. Yeah. And that is something I haven't seen in a long time. Does that um, worry you? Because it's a combination of that. And then also the, the match before that uh, against Donka Kovinich, uh, Kovinich, she had a, you know, she was rolling. And then the second set, she kind of buckled a little and let Kovinich back in the match. Does it work? Does it? I mean, we're putting this in context. I mean, worry sure. to a degree. But does it worry you at all about Iga moving forward? Uh, well, there's two answers to that. Well, actually three answers to the question. Number one, I'm going to give her opponents more credit. Yeah. Uh, I thought Kovinic played great. I thought Cheng played great. They both were playing with house money, so they had no pressure, nothing to lose. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Iga was feeling the pressure to a degree. Um, you know, certainly a lot of her tactical kind of gamesmanship, you know, in that tie breaks, you know, going into the tie break, especially and during the tie break, I thought, um, you know, that you could cut that both ways. Like one, like, wow, she's really digging into the well here. She's concerned or, you know, she's, she's a savvy vet. She knows how to win these tournaments. And she was, uh, you know, using some tactics that, uh, you know, you would only, you would usually see out of like a 30 year old, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I thought that, uh, not, I wouldn't demerit Iga's, you know, her form at all from what we've seen on clay this season, um, based on the last two results. And I realistically would, um, you know, would look at, uh, you know, the, the, those two tests as positives, uh, and, you know, forced her to bring a level of tennis that, um, you know, I don't know that she needed, knew she needed to win this tournament. Um, now, as we look at the rest of the women's draw and who else is, you know, who else she's going to have to defeat between now and, and lifting the trophy. I don't know that she needs much more for I don't either. <laughs> like, I don't either. This is this Any, is anyone, now effectively yeah, wide open. So. Yeah, anyone who you might have thought like if you were pressed yeah. to think, well, who in their on their best day and Iga's worst could win? I don't yeah. think I don't think they exist anymore. We'll see. Nope. Quarters yeah. continue uh, with women tomorrow. Let me ask you a, a question, betting question on the men's side. So yeah. a lot of us have uh, Charlie Alcaraz tickets, as he likes to be called now. Carlito, call me Carlito or Charlie. Don't call me Carlos. It's too serious. That. He says, let's call him Charlie. Uh, okay, so a lot of us have tickets on, on Alcaraz at different prices. He plays Sasha Zverev here um, this morning at the French, and he is a he's north of a $4 favorite to win this match, north of a $4 favorite to beat uh, Sasha Zverev, who, again, is top five player in the world. Just think about that on this surface. Then it's, the, then it's the Djokovic-Nadal match, which is the tennis equivalent of the Champions League final from this past Saturday. It's the biggest event globally in sport today. And so those of us with tickets, listen, this is, you know, we figured in making these bets, all right, especially when we saw the draw, this is where we, we get to, right? We win today and get to the semis and play the winner of Djokovic-Nadal. And okay, well, this is the point that we expected to be if that's the case. What do you do if you if you are feeling nervous about that ticket? What's the best approach? I guess maybe the match is over. I mean, the um, the um, uh, game's over is probably the right approach here. Um, if you're feeling nervous, Alcaraz is not going to get run off the court. Nope. Um, so if he is tested, if Zverev brings more than he brought in the Madrid final, which is reasonable to expect, um, you know, he's gone through his own trials at this particular tournament, and that tends to harden a player. Um, speci speaking specifically of kind of coming back from break, you know, match points against Baez. Um, 
the Zverev that I know would have capitulated <laughs> at those match points on serve, uh, you know, on second serve, like the Zverev that I've seen at slams in times, uh, double faults at that point in, in the tournament and he's done. Um, but he persevered. He comes back and he wins against Baez. It was impressive. Um, and he's going to be a tougher test for Mal for Alcaraz than, than what we saw in that Madrid final where he was all out of sorts uh, because of the scheduling. So this is going to be a very challenging match for Alcaraz. I think the fact that their first is good for Carlo Carlitos, Charlie, what it, I like Carlitos personally, I'll, I'll go with Carlitos. Right, that's cool. um, I, I think it's good that they're first because if he was, if they were playing second and he knew what his potential semifinal opponent would be, the idea of looking ahead a bit would be more present. Is that, if that makes sense, because it's an unknown who he's going to have to face, um, you know, there's, there's more, uh, presence in this match in his, you know, in his young, you know, you know young career at this point. Um, you know, I, I worry about a guy who's young, who has not gone through the rigors uh, of a best of five slam multiple, multiple times. Um, you know, you get to this point in the tournament and you know, you're going to face Nadal in the semifinals if you win. And that's what you start thinking about as opposed to your opponent. And in this case, because you don't know, um, I think there's a good chance that his mind will be on the match. And, and that really matters uh, for this one, because Zverev is a tough out. Now, he doesn't have anywhere close to the arsenal that should test Alcaraz and should put him in jeopardy in this match. Um, but can he take a set? Absolutely. Um, if this if any of these sets gets to a tie break, it's absolutely a coin flip. Zverev can win high leverage points. We know that about him. Um, and his game on clay is as good as it's been. Um, you know, this season it hasn't been like super sharp, but um, you know, this should be a good match. So if you are concerned about an Alcaraz ticket, I would just play so the game's over. No, I am not personally, but it occurs to me that some might be. So just wanted to, yeah, to bring fair. that up. Uh, NFL, let's see if Drew has any NFL plays, and certainly his take on the NBA Finals. How's he playing, if anything, on the Warriors and the Celtics? On the other side, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Drew Dinsick, kind enough to join us once again on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Drew, I failed to to, uh, just ask you straight up, do you have any plays in the two matches today or the ones that are scheduled for tomorrow? I got a bunch, yeah. (laughs) Let's let's hear them. So I mostly... uh, I think the the um, I, I do like the over by the way in the Alcaraz Veras match independently. I think you mentioned it. The four you know four dollar price for Alcaraz is asking a lot for a, you know a, a player who is in his um, you know is trying to make his first ever semifinal. Um, and that while I don't see value backing Zverev on the money line, if you do have value on a money line dog, there's plenty of other ways to attack that because all of the derivatives are are correlated to that money line price. And the games total is one of those uh, 36 and a half games, I think is too low. Um, I do expect Zverev to be able to force tie breaks in this one. I do expect him to win at least one set, which means that, um, you know, this going into the, you know, getting into the high thirties, low forties is my mean expectation here. So over 36 and a half games for Zverev, Carlos is, um, is a solid play in the, in the early game, uh, in the, in the early match, in the uh, later match. Um, this one's an interesting one. So because of the later start, um, and just in general, because of Nadal's fitness concerns and some of his injury question marks, I think it's pretty important, or at least he kind of recognizes he can't, um, you know, play, uh, play possum out of the gate on this one. He's going to have to be aggressive early in this contest. If he's going to have any chance of winning this match. Um, and you know, there's, um, you know, we could spend the next hour talking about Nadal Djokovic and the rivalry and, and the head to heads and, uh, you know, the history here. I mean, this is, this literally is. You don't get any other sport where two players play each other 60 times over the course of their career. Like this just doesn't happen any other, anywhere else. It's amazing. And this is probably, I mean, realistically, this is, you know, you could say Nadal 
Federer is a greater rivalry just because of the drama we've had in those matches in general in, in our lifetimes. But, you know, this is the more prolific head to head. And, you know, it's it's been lopsided over history in favor of Nadal. But Nadal is nowhere close to the form that he was when he was younger and nowhere f- close to the form that he was when he was winning championships at Roland Garros. Um, I thought he was in better form last year than he is this year. And last year I had questions about his form. So, um, you know, there's pretty clearly correct price, in my opinion, that Djokovic should be a favorite here. Um, I think the stats and info people probably have more information on this. But Nadal going off at plus 200. Uh, in a Roland Garros, you know, singles match has got to be a record. I don't know that I, I don't know that he's ever been a plus 200 dog on against any opponent ever uh, at this tournament. Um, but I think it's warranted. And, you know, I think going back to my point I, about the way that this starts out, I would expect Nadal has to be aggressive early, get a foothold in this match. Um, and, uh, you know, I would expect Djokovic is likely going to test his fitness, use, deploy the drop shot pretty aggressively in the first set here, uh, to make him move, to make him take a little damage. And, um, you know, we saw Djokovic, you know, kind of feel him out in the first set last year's, uh, you know, match that was so memorable. Um, and I would expect him to deploy those same tactics, especially considering he has used virtually none of his, uh, reserves to get to this point in the tournament. So, um, I'm expecting Djokovic to ultimately prevail here three, one, but the one for Nadal, I think is coming in the first set. Um, and so Nadal first set money line and Djokovic correct score three, one are, are two pick tickets in my pocket. Um, you can get three, one for Djokovic in the plus three twenty range. Uh, and you can get the, uh, the first set money line for Nadal in the, um, uh, plus one fifty range. All right. Two tennis plays for today. Haven't looked at tomorrow yet. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like tomorrow's card, too. <laughs> All right. What do, you, what do you got tomorrow? Well, I think Chilich wins. I don't know why he's the dog, honestly. Um, I know that his pedigree on clay is not great, but he's pretty clearly playing at a level we haven't seen from him on clay, even though That's he's an old, sure. older player. Yeah. Um, you know, I, he's taken some money. I got in on this when he was in about the plus 130 range, and I'm looking now across the board. He's like around plus 115, um, but uh, plus 120, actually, if you shop. Um, but it's a... Uh, it's surprising to me that the market is not giving him even more credit. Um, Rublev did not look sharp against Sinner. If they had played that match to completion without Rublev taking an injury, I think he loses. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Chilich saw, uh, you know, this is a guy who has Grand Slam championship caliber, and we know this. And he saw an opportunity to uh, really kind of go aggressively at this particular draw considering he was in the weakest quarter, considering he was on the weakest half. And I think he has eyes to go to a a grand slam final, which would be an incredible accomplishment for him considering, you know, he has never done anything past, uh, you know, this is, I think his longest ever run at French at the French open. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was impressive seeing what he did against Medvedev yesterday. I'm not reacting to that. Like Medvedev gave you a no show. I thought that was all Chilich. Uh, and you know, realistically, uh, if he can repeat even 80% of that level against Rublev, Rublev is in trouble. Yeah. Marin Cilic, who won the U S open in 2014 has never gotten past the quarterfinals, uh, at the French. Anything else tomorrow? Yeah. So the, uh, the rune, uh, rune rude match, uh, interesting run here for rune. Um, you know, we, we spent probably, 10 hours talking about Carlitos <laughs> and his emergence this season. And all of that has tended to overshadow uh, Holger Rune, who is kind of on that same path of emergence, but just hasn't been winning the, uh, the hardware. So we haven't been talking about him as much, but his, uh, you know, his defeat of Sissipas, I thought was more on Rune's racket than it was Sissipas letting down. Although there was a little bit of that. 
Um, and uh, I'm not exactly sure why he is such a dog to uh, to Casper Rude. Rude uh, has a 3-0 head-to-head record against Rune, um, and that may be shading the market here a little bit. But uh, if you look at those head-to-heads, two of them were last season when Rude was peaking uh, and Rune really had was figuring out his game. Um, and then one of them was this year in Monte Carlo where, you know, Rune took him to a tie break and, and seven, five in the second set, ultimately losing in straights, but it was extremely competitive. Um, and I would expect this to be relatively competitive as well. I'm not going to get involved again on the dog money line just because Rune has used a lot of his bullets to this point and I could see him fading late. Um, but I think he's going to take a set early. He could take two sets early. Uh, and then ultimately I think this comes down to a, uh, a fifth set. So over over four and a half sets at plus 250 is a bananas price in my mind. Uh, that should be closer to plus 200. Um, and uh, over um, uh, over 38 games is a fun one as well to have in pocket. Okay, so let's review these. Once again, over games today, Carlitos. Uh, you're taking Rafa. Well, you're taking Rafa plus the sets, is it again? You, want, you think he gets one set? I think he gets one set, but I like him first set money line. First I think set it's, money line. Okay. Yeah. The way I see that breaking, he wins the first set or he loses in straights. All one right. of the two. So first set uh, money so, line. Yeah. First set money line plus 150. Uh, Djokovic 3-1 uh, is is good in my mind uh, in the 3-1 to one range. Uh, and then, um, yeah, Rune, uh, Rune Rude over 38. And uh, I like uh, Chilich money line okay. at uh, plus 120. Okay. There you go. There you have it. Uh, anything NFL that you've added here recently to what you've had already in pocket or that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I, we, I'm not sure if we've talked to NFL since the schedule release, um, but it kind of reinforced a lot of my um, hesitancy to really get heavily involved in the futures at this point. Um, you see the way that the schedule breaks for a lot of the teams that matter, and I, it's it all looks to me to be pretty you know, pretty uh, likely that we are kind of in an era where um, load management will be something we we identify with the teams that ultimately are going to compete for a title in the NFL, if that makes sense. Um, I don't mean load management like they're going to actively rest players, but that you'll have stretches during the season where teams that ultimately are contenders, just they're not giving you their best plays. They're resting, you know, maybe they're resting players who are slightly injured. Um, but I think the length of the season and the degree, you know, the number of competitive teams and, and in particular, the AFC having such unbalanced, difficult schedules, uh, is going to de-incentivize some of the teams that you have high expectations for, for, uh, from going out there and just kind of laying it on the line week in, week out through the middle portion of the season. So um, I think you're going to see a lot of the teams that are true contenders really try to hone their game towards the end of the season this year, um, you know, kind of be ready for the playoffs as opposed to, you know, kind of leaving it on the field uh, in the month of October, November. So, um, you know, I think realistically, I'm hoping to capture best price available on teams like the Bills and Chiefs uh, in, you know, in and around Thanksgiving as opposed to betting into those numbers now. I like it very much. How many total NFL bets do you think you have right now at this time of year? Still end of uh, May. I made a couple Lions bets. Um, I think the Lions are going to be sneaky, uh, but I think you got to go for the higher. You know, if you're making a bet now, you just want to shoot for the bigger payoffs. Then and so, like I do think they can make the playoffs, but betting them to make the playoffs four to one versus betting Dan Campbell to win Coach of the Year at twenty to one. 
Um, I like the 20 to one for Campbell because I think if the Lions ultimately make the playoffs and potentially win the NFC North, he's absolutely going to be in the discussion for coach of the year. And 20 to one is a, is a super price. Uh, similarly, I think Hutchinson steps into that defense and makes an immediate impact in terms of sack total. Uh, so Hutchinson deep, uh, defensive rookie of the year is in my queue as well. I may have one or two others, but those are the only two that I have any serious skin on okay. at this point. All right. We, we've talked about that with Brian Flores in the pay in the past as a uh, betting coach of the year by proxy instead of a Dolphins bet. Yeah. Brian Flores exactly. 25 one. didn't manifest, but that was the strategy anyway. We'll come back. Drew's thoughts on the NBA Finals next. Numbers game, Visa, the sports. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, JVT, Jonathan Montobel, all his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the Daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. So Coco Golf gets it done against Sloan Stevens in straight sets, and we lose our, our uh, Sloan plus three and a half bet today. Uh, it's still been a fine tournament. Uh, though not fun giving that one back. But, Drew, I want to bring you in, by the way, one more segment with Drew Dinsick, and we will get his thoughts on the NBA Finals here momentarily. But this is a great example. Ben and I were just talking about this off air. So I am, like, super, like you, I originate tennis. I am super uh, loyal to the numbers. But I will, yep. sa- I will say that the, the art of sports betting, right, will often come down to how sacred do you process your numbers. And for me, largely I am. But... Towards the business end of some tournaments, uh, I will respect what I'm, what's in front of me that bucks the number sometimes. And sometimes that works out for you, sometimes it doesn't. So today was one of these days where, where I fully admit where that got the best of me, right? So in other words, Coco, uh, excuse me, uh, Sloan Stevens, and this is a great sort of sports betting lesson for anybody who does anything by numbers. Uh, and there's no right answer is, is I guess what I'm getting at. It's, it's, a, it's always going to be a puzzle that needs to be solved. Sloane Stevens had a terrible clay season. Then all of a sudden, she's smoking people in the French Open. We've seen this earlier this year. Remember that tournament uh, back in February where Yuri Vesely out of nowhere was crushing people, and he beat Joker, I think it was. Was it Djokovic he beat? He beat somebody yeah, huge. Yeah, Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. And it, you're just like, at some point, you just raise your hands, and you're like, Yuri Vesely it is. <laughs> you know, like, what? <laughs> it's just nothing in the numbers to support it. So today was one of those where Trevisan, right, the numbers on clay, said, okay, she's better than Leela, but I didn't play her because Leela's out there beating Anisimova and Benchich. Sure. By the way, Leela had a, an injury this morning. That might have had more to do with her loss than anything. But anyway, it's just one of these things that I, that I want to bring up from time to time. That these are the things that, you know, uh, there's a spectrum of sports bettors. There's the most loyal to math on one end. There's the most smoke and mirrors on the other end of the spectrum. There's a full, <laughs> there's, right, there's, there's a full <laughs> smoke and mirror. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just oh, trying yeah, to be yeah, kind yeah. about it. And there's yeah. a full spectrum in the middle. And oftentimes uh, that puzzle will play with your mind to try oh, to sure. solve that. And so today was one of these days and it got the best of me. Yeah, I know. But you have to be, you have to be mobile. You have to yes. be fluid. You you have to be able to pivot on the fly, particularly with the play, you know, cause there are some players like Sloan Stevens who catch fire. 
And your numbers are never going to reflect that. And you can tweak your time decay parameter however you want for whatever, you know, this player like has a hot hand, you know, like they, they're just, they're, they're built different. Um, and you know, they can go from zero to 60 and be white hot in a tournament if they're feeling right. And Sloan Stevens is 100% in that category. So I, I totally get that. Um, and even, you know, maybe to, to a decent segue here, like the NBA is that way for me, where the regular season is all numbers. Don't overthink it. And the playoffs are all smoke and mirrors. Like that's, it's just, it is what it is. Mm. Like you can't use numbers Interesting. Uh, as effectively in a game by game situationally um, in the NBA playoffs, because it, the entirety of a playoff series is about how are these teams adjusting? Um, you know, what are some things that happened in game one that are going to be different in game two? Uh, and it's all about very small subjective stuff. That's extremely difficult to quantify. And there are a lot of very successful, um, NBA betters who only do either, or they only focus on the regular season because it's numbers based and it doesn't drive them crazy. And they apply their numbers in the playoffs and they, they lose their minds is, is or the, they it, wait for the playoffs and they go heavy with the smoke and mirrors is, is the massive part of that in the NBA. The fact that the rotations generally shrink in the postseason. So the, the, you know, the, the things that, you know, the things that happen on a regular basis, Oh, well, it's the beginning of the second quarter. So this team X does this, they sit these players or, you know, they have their patterns become postseason a lot of teams just sort of throw that out the window. They're like, we're going eight deep and that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that right. dude's not coming off the bench. Yeah, that I'm sure that's part of it. But I think the, um, I think the fabric of a playoff series is m- feeds into it more. So you have two games in the same location with the same two teams. If the market changes from game one to game two, it's because of an injury. Right. And so if you have an angle on game one, it, 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 it's numbers based. It's going to be there for game two, and it's your up to you to decide uh, to exercise it again or to find some other way to play it. But the the you know team that loses game one, you know, almost certainly is going to have more adjustments to their plan than the team that wins game one. If you win game one, you roll it right back out there for game two, and we're doing it again, right? If you lose game one, and particularly if you lose game one at home. Now you're like, okay, what was our key? You know, what was our, 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 what, what's the best adjustment that worked for us in the past? Let's try that. You know, what's the adjustment that worked for us in season against a team like this? Well, let's try that. Right. You know, so you get specific, um, you know, the team itself plays differently, uh, from game to game within a series, but the market is, is very sticky. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's in my opinion, at least more important to kind of subjectively evaluate the coach the t- the co- the roster composition what will they do when their backs are against the wall and will it work that's and that su- stuff is all very subjective that's such a great again this this applies to to all sports across the spectrum whatever you're handicapping that not only might you handicap one sport differently from another in terms of how you approach but also the same sport itself within the same season or the same uh, sport from a different tournament to another kind of tournament uh, you, you have to be able to know through experience that there's a different way of going about it. That's why this is so difficult over the long <laughs> term, right? That's why anybody yeah, who tells you this is simple, right, they, they, either, they either haven't done it long enough or they're lying to you. So, so yeah. you only develop that through time. That said, then we get to the Warriors and the Celtics, which begins on Thursday night in San Francisco. It is the series, right, that we all wanted to see from a fan standpoint, I think, 
uh, the most beautiful thing in sports, the Warriors against the Celtics, who who are the young and upper-comers, who went 26-6 and six down the stretch of the regular season straight up after being under 500 midway through the season. First team to get to the NBA Finals from being under 500 midseason since the 81 Houston Rockets and Moses Malone. What's your take here? Warriors are minus 160, Celtics plus 130 on the comeback on the series price, and then we're showing also uh, exact uh, final results of this series. Warriors in a sweep you see at the top, 11-1. to The real long shot is Celtics in a sweep at 16-1. to The short shot is the Warriors in seven at plus 350. Well, the Warriors are the toughest to come up with a fair number four going back to sort of our quantitative qualitative discussion. Yes. You have an entire season of data that was a different team than this team. Uh, you have an entire postseason where they really weren't tested with the quality of opponent that they now face. Um, the, you know, no, do, no disrespect to the Grizzlies who ultimately were a very hard fight fighting team. Um, but they are not the Celtics in terms of, you know, just overall team skill and ability. Um, and you know, the, the Mavericks absolutely no showed, you know, they were happy to be there in the Western conference finals. I don't even really think we saw the best of the warriors in that series, but it didn't matter. Uh, similarly, I didn't think we saw the best of the warriors in the first round against the nuggets, but it didn't matter. And so, you know, the warriors have had a relatively soft path to get here. Um, and the market is giving them a lot of respect still. Uh, and that may be warranted just on the reputation of these players and the experiences you mentioned. Um, but I have a time, tough time getting to where they are ought to be favored in a head to head against the Celtics, regardless of venue. And that's so, so now I'm stuck with this. Okay. Celtics off of a very hard fought game seven, uh, now traveling from, you know, traveling again, uh, are in a bad spot. This is a miserable situation for them to be in for game one, especially. And I would say, uh, you know, the, the market has a little bit of attacks if you want to back the Warriors in this spot um, beyond just the fact that I think the, the market is overrating the Warriors generally. Um, I think the Celtics ultimately win the series, but I think the, the, the disconnect in price is so great that it's your best bet may just be to bet the, the Celtics on the road in game one, bet the Celtics on the road in game two. Um, and then they presumably get a one, one split, go back to Boston and at that point, um, you, you'll learn something. You may have a, a stronger number on Golden State at that point in time. Um, but I can tell you, I thought that the last two series for the Celtics, um, it was pretty clear that the market overrated home court advantage. And you know, and the, you know, the road teams had a fighting chance in basically every single game in those series. Um, and if we're seeing the same sort of home away sw swing here, particularly with the extra rest uh, that is built into an NBA Finals. Uh, then I'm going to be back in a lot of road teams in this series. If the market is, you know, is is counting that as aggressively as they were last, you know, in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but um, if you maybe make a prediction, uh, I'll take uh, Celtics in five. Celtics in five. Yeah, I think they're the much better team. Wow, Celtics in five, strong. It's a, it's a bad matchup for the Warriors. Strong from Drew. <laughs> How dare you, Drew Dinsick. Uh, <laughs> Always a, always a fascinating <laughs> discussion, Drew. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Best of luck. Drew Dinsing, everybody. At whale underscore capper. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet on more than the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM? Sign up today and make your first bet risk free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. Plus, you'll learn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM. MGM Resorts nationwide. Try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. One game parlay not available in Washington, D.C. Skill Alexander. Ben Wilson in for Jeff Parlay this week. You doing good, Ben? Ben, you all right? I'm re- I'm excited for this college baseball regional odds discussion we're going to get into. Cincy Very Loy- excited. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Cincy Loyalty. College baseball? Best show ever. Thank you. It's coming up. Ben also feels the need to redeem himself after the regional, super regional seating explanation yesterday. It which, was a long explanation. I stand by everything I said. I defend you <laughs> to the hilt. Confused. I defend you to the hilt because, again, I couldn't understand it from not only you but from others as well. Nor could I truly grasp it reading it from a Wikipedia page. That's usually a sign of something. I mean, I call college baseball, and it's still somewhat confusing for me as well. This is from Phil Weiss. Once again, Drew brings it. A no-nonsense breakdown of the French Open. 
No name dropping or pick selling to boost his ego and remind us plebes of how ignorant we are. Right on, true. There you go. I think that was a <laughs> give me that look like I think that was an excellent compliment, though I'm not one hundred percent sure. I think that's that's coming from someone who yeah. listens to a lot of people. Yes, he does. Talk about a lot of no, sports a, betting topics. Hundred hundred percent is what compliment. I would say on that. And I, he's, I love Evan Drew. It's and he's right about Drew. Drew. And by the way, yeah. I love the fact. First of all, how many people on earth can I have a a long tennis conversation with, which is my happy place, and a qualitative quantitative conversation with at the same time? Love that. Uh, so let us appreciate that. Uh, okay, so this came up yesterday on primetime action. I don't know if I brought it up or if Matt. Oh, I brought it up. All right, so Jason Weingarten is on tomorrow. He's on Friday. Like Jason, I have a bunch of Shohei tickets to win the MVP. Um, so I'll do this. I hope Jason doesn't mind that I'll do this in advance of his appearance tomorrow because Jason and I have talked about this a couple times on air, so I don't necessarily want to bore him with it again. But he is he's, he's big on Shohei. We were big on Shohei last year. Jason was seriously ahead of the curve on Shohei last year. I think he had a 33-1 to on Shohei to win MVP. Famously on on the uh, the preseason beating the book podcast that I did with Jason Paul Spohr, Jason Weingarten, Paul Spohr, and Matt Vasgersian on the podcast side, Jason was on there going, hey, "I have a thirty three to one on Shohei. I see a fifty to one out there, but I don't know if I want to add any more." <laughs> that was like the big comment. So he was like way ahead of the Shohei curve. So this year, I've gotten you know I I also again full full disclosure, I'm vested in Shohei to win MVP. And so this gets down to, because we don't, on this show, we don't go crazy talking about season-long awards. Um, others delve into that a little more than we do. But I do think this is a, an interesting sports betting conversation this year because Shohei Otani is the short shot right now to win the American League MVP. Uh, we're showing the DraftKings numbers, plus 210. Aaron Judge, who, uh, you know, per conventional wisdom, setting the world on fire for the New York Yankees, the division-leading, AL East division-leading New York Yankees, plus 330. And then Shohei's teammate Mike Trout is at plus 450. Everybody else double digits. And by the way, it should be mentioned that if Jose Ramirez was playing anywhere else but Cleveland, he might be getting a lot more discussion. But anyway, Shohei's the short shot. And so Jason, uh, you know, I use the word triggered when I bring this up with him, but uh, he might object to that word. But but basically the conversation that we're having is, hey, man, um, should we be worried about Aaron Judge? Because Aaron Judge, I keep saying, is – and Jeff Parlay also believes this, too, which is if Aaron Judge continues to hit home runs, let's say if he hits 60 homers, let's go crazy, right? Well, let's say if he hits 55. Let's not go that crazy. Let's say he hits 55 homers. Anything over 50. He plays for the New York Yankees. They win the AL East. We all know about the New York Yankees, New York media market. Okay. He gets all the, the pub. And the question becomes, can Shohei Otani still win MVP? the second year after already having won it if Aaron Judge does that. Because, after all, human beings are voting on the award. If this was a, so, so here's what Jason sent me yesterday. This has to do with, remember how Shohei's biggest competitor for MVP last year was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And so what he sent me was, he sent me some other stuff, but I'll just I'll leave it at this. Judge's 2022 season to this point, this is through yesterday, and Vlad's 2021 season through the month of May, last year, his numbers. And essentially, in every department, except a couple, home runs and slugging percentage, Vlad is 
way better last year than Judge's this year to this point. Judge 54 hits, Vlad 60. Judge 9 doubles, Vlad 10. Judge 18 homers, Vlad 16. So the homers being one of the two categories. Uh, Judge 38 runs. Uh, I don't think we wrote one for, uh, for Vlad. Judge 37 RBI, Vlad 40 RBI. Here's where it gets interesting. Judge 10.1% walk rate, Vlad 14.3%. Judge 26.3% K rate, which is huge. Vlad only a 14.3% K rate, way better. And then the slash line for Judge, 309, 376, 669. For Vlad, 323, 430, 634. So the batting average and the on-base better for Vlad. The slugging better for Judge. So essentially, in almost every category but the homers and the slugging, Vlad was having a way better 2021 to this point than Judge's now. And so that was the counter-argument to my you know, hey, if Aaron Judge hits 55 homers, he plays for the Yankees, they win the division, are the voters really going to give it to Shohei? And and Jason's point is, Judge isn't even close to what Vlad was last year, and Vlad didn't come close to winning the MVP. So I guess, Ben, what I'm, what I'm getting at here is, that's a great counterpoint to my point, but let me go and, and let's continue the conversation by saying, you know, back in 2012... I bring this up from time to time. It had been 45 years since anyone had won the Triple Crown. Anybody had led their league in home runs, RBI, and average. Carl Yastrzemski did it for the Boston Red Sox in 1967. So for 45 years, we talked about this mythical Triple Crown never having happened in baseball. And Miguel Cabrera, Miggy Cabrera of the Tigers, ends up winning the Triple Crown in 2012. But remember, Mike Trout was rising to power at that point, and the analytics community was like, ah, oh, but Mike Trout is so much better in all of these metrics. And my point at the time was, that's great and everything. I love analytics as much as you do. But we can't talk about something this mythical for 45 years, then have someone actually do it and not give him the MVP. And that's, in fact, what happened. But Gil Cabrera won the 2012 MVP. And I said, now next year, that's a whole different conversation. But if it first time happens in 45 years, you have to give it to Cabrera. And thankfully, they did. So my point is, with this one, it's kind of the same thing. I worry that it's the same thing. So Shohei, last year, was the first thing we'd ever seen since Babe Ruth doing what he did, both on the mound and at the plate. And so, having not seen that in a century, you have no choice but to give it to Shohei. Runaway, MVP, it's not even a question. My question still comes back to the second year of doing that. And let's say he doesn't accept, by the way, his pitching numbers are better than last year to this point. His hitting numbers are not quite as good. So in the wash, is that the same for Shohei? All right, let's say it is. Although I'm not so sure it is, but let's say it is. Because pitching better, hitting worse. If, if robots were deciding the MVP, then what Jason is saying is 100% correct. Then you could give Shohei Otani the MVP for the next 10 seasons. But that ain't how life works, I guess is what I'm saying. So at one point, at what point does that, we, we, we flippantly call it show, you know, Shohei fatigue, let's call it, or LeBron fatigue would be the NBA MVP equivalent to that. At what point does that fatigue set in? Is it year two? Is it year two where people are like, ah, we already saw that last year. We don't have to award it again. 
or and injuries obviously will will make this discussion moot very quickly if anything happens, God forbid, to Shohei or Aaron Judge or anybody else. But if they all went healthy throughout the season, would that MVP voter fatigue kick in immediately this year, or would it take another year or two for that to manifest? I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I would say yes. I mean, we live in a society where <laughs> news cycles are 24 hours if, if you are lucky. And for voters, I don't see how... The, the, it's, to me, it's the novelty factor. And with Shohei, like, in, unless he repeats, unless he gets another 45 homers with 100 RBI and does does what he's doing on the mound, I don't, if you have a, a legitimate competitor to that, I don't see how voters would be persuaded to vote for him again. That's why I worry about it. I understand what Jason's saying. His, his, logi- his argument is the logical one. I'm not sure we're dealing with logic. Always a good thing to keep in mind when it comes to award voting. Mark Borchard on baseball next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.